Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the official Wrestle Kingdom 18 preview show here on Fightful's YouTube channel. I am Scott, and with me today is the lead English voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Walker Stewart. Walker, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Scott. You got to know that I am because today we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom. It's my favorite time of the year. It's my new favorite time of the year, but hell, it's my favorite time of the year now, and you got to know that I have a lot to say going into Wrestle Kingdom. I'm going to have a lot to say throughout Wrestle Kingdom because I'll be on the broadcast live at the Tokyo Dome January 4th, which I'm super excited about. So I'm uh, I'm happy to happy to get into it here tonight with you. This feels like the perfect opportunity to get people who maybe are, you know, looking at the show and they see the Brian Danielson match and they're like, "Oh, you know, maybe maybe this is when I jump in." To new japan pro wrestling i know a lot of new fans likely will because of brian danielson and so on but uh this is a very exciting card up and down i would say um and this is of course your first wrestle kingdom 
Yeah. So, with with a few days out, how are you feeling? I'm I'm motivated. I'm pumped up. Um, there's a lot of high and a lot of positive energy going throughout the locker room right now, and that extends over to the broadcast booth as well with myself and Chris Charlton on the English side and then everyone on the Japanese side as well. There's a lot of positive energy emanating out of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I'd also argue out of Japanese professional wrestling in general, the NOAA, the All Japan, the Stardom, everything. Uh, everyone is looking forward to 2024. But I know that it's going to be super exciting because we are the ones who get to kick things off in 2024. And as you know, New Japan always delivers. And I'm excited to talk about what's going to be delivering, what we're going to be delivering on the night of January 4th. And even preview a little bit, maybe going into January 5th. What are our expectations on New Year's Dash as well? Because that's a pivotal moment. That's a turning point oftentimes in New Japan Pro Wrestling at the kick of the year. So you know, I'm I'm fired up for it overall, though. You know, my first time ever in the Tokyo Dome. It'll definitely be the largest show I've ever been a part of eight times over, actually, is, is what it's <laughs> sounding like. So um, I'm, I'm super fired up. Can't wait to talk about it with you tonight. New Japan has their hands in pretty much everything right. this upcoming week. They're calling it Wrestle Kingdom Week for a reason. Uh, it starts really on January 2nd with Pro Wrestling Noah. If anyone's looking at that card, it's, it is filled mm -hmm. with New Japan matches. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr. will preview their Wrestle Kingdom match and a tag team match, as well as uh, Kaito Kiyomiya, Shota Umino, Ryohei Rio Oiwa, and others taking on House of Torture. Um, I know Tomohiro Ishii is heading on that show. So it's a packed show. And then, of course, January 4th starts before Wrestle Kingdom. And I wanted to make sure as the stardom guy, as the Joshi guy here at Fightful, we do touch on this right before, for the first time ever, stardom will be running Ition Stardom Gate 2024 from the Tokyo Stone City Hall. And the main event will be the IWGP Women's Title Match. It will be Mayu Iwatani defending against Shuri. This is huge. This is a gigantic match for stardom. Of course, one year ago, we saw the IWGP Women's Title defended on Wrestle Kingdom. The move has been made to change that up after they wrestled for, oh, I don't know, six minutes or so when Kyrie defeated Tam Nakano and then Mercedes Monet, of course, made her debut. Um, obviously, you're going to be a little bit busy that day, I'd argue. Uh, right in the Tokyo Dome, but I'm sure this is one that you will be watching when you get the chance. Um, and to me, it's the official kickoff to Wrestle Kingdom, um, the official unofficial kickoff in many ways, because when you read those IWGP letters, you know there's prestige, you know there's importance. So, Walker, heading into this match on this first time ever show, uh, what are your expectations? Well, you know, it's the first championship defense for Mayu Iwatani coming off of an injury, coming off of her return at uh, Dream Queendom, of course. And, you know, we're going to be it's going to be a very interesting time to see. She hasn't defended that championship since November 10th in Dallas, Texas. Lone Star shootout against Stephanie Vaquer. 
Uh, I, I'm not really sure what to expect. We know the types of competitors that these two women are. We know the type of champion that Mayu Iwatani has been. Uh, one thing I'm excited about, though, you talked about, you know, a, a sub eight minute match or whatever it was uh, for the women at the previous Tokyo Dome event. And I, I've heard a lot of people talking of uh, even Mayu Iwatani herself saying, I want to compete in Tokyo Dome. I want to compete in Tokyo Dome. I think this is the first start to that and in an environment where uh, they might be given a little bit more of an emphasis they might be given a little bit more of an opportunity to thrive uh, in the Tokyo Dome City Hall event rather than you know at Wrestle Kingdom 18 however I really am hopeful to see in 2024 an emphasis put on stardom and the connection with New Japan and Bushi Road I'm hopeful for uh, a hopefully a showcase of women's action and, and Joshi action at wrestle kingdoms to come. We know that January, 2025, of course, wrestle kingdom 19 will be on a Saturday, which, you know, there's talks of people wanting to pack the place out as always. And I think that a women's match would aid to that. So this is just the building blocks, the stepping stones. And I got to say, I'm really optimistic, uh, whatever result that we get, between these two women at the Tokyo Dome City Hall event, I'm I'm fired up for it, and I think it's going to kick us off the right way into 2024. Uh, so, for those who may not know much about these two, uh, star, you know, Mayu Yutani is the icon of stardom. You know, it, you you talk about the ace and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Mayu has been that uh, for stardom. She's been there since day one. Uh, that's when she made her debut in their very first show, and she's here now representing them on another big stage. Shuri is someone who, you know, former UFC fighter, former World of Stardom champion, uh, one of the best in the world, plain and simple. Um, and in their career going head-to-head, -head, Shuri has the overall advantage at 2-1. and one. She's won the past two matches against Mayu, including in this year's five-star Grand Prix. So if there's an edge to be had in this big match, Shuri has it, which could mean we are seeing a new IWGP Women's Champion come January 4th, which I think is quite exciting. Uh, this is a match that I wanted to see back when Mayu won the title back in April. Um, I felt it would have been a fitting match for a place like Dominion, have we seen the IWGP title defended on one of these New Japan shows? But I'm happy we're getting it now, and I think we've reached the point with the title that it could change hands at any time. Yeah, potentially so. And, uh, you know, you talk about uh, that that last two victories uh, for Mayu Iwatani's opponent, but keep in mind, you know, there's a certain confidence and a certain swagger that uh, comes with becoming a champion, and I really think that that's something that you can't underestimate when it comes to Mayu Iwatani. I think a lot of people were doing so at Lone Star Shootout going into her matchup with Stephanie Vacare. They've underestimated Mayu Iwatani in the past, but uh, a fighting champion as ever, we're going to see if her confidence has been rocked coming off a little bit of a minor injury that she's taken the time to heal up, um, of course, it'll be an interesting one to find out at the Tokyo Dome City Hall show. And I hope that everyone supports that event just as much as they may Wrestle Kingdom 18 this year. Absolutely. But let's get to Wrestle Kingdom 18, January 4th, inside the Tokyo Dome. It's the annual big event. Um, I'd say it is one of the most highly anticipated events in professional wrestling every single year. It's right there with the WrestleManias of the world and so on. So, and all in now, of 
course, that AEW now runs. Right. Uh, but this is very exciting. Uh, the pre-show will be kicking off, of course, with the Rambo, the annual Rambo. Um, it will all lead to a four-way in the in the end. So the final four members of this match will then go to New Year's Dash the following day to contend for the KOPW 2024 championship, which, of course, Taichi won last year. Uh, the, K- the KOPW championship, I think, has been a lovely addition to the New Japan lineup. So I'm always excited to see the Rambo uh, get some actual stakes to it, unlike it kind of used to. It used to just right. kind of be... You know, battle royal for fun. You have this, you know, you've had surprises in the past, and we'll probably have surprises this time around. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing what or who comes out of the Rambo this year. And really, the best way to preview this is who would you like to see get into that final four? Well, you know, there's a lot of people that I, for one, am frankly shocked might not be on the Wrestle Kingdom 18 card. I know there's a lot of younger stars that some people were expecting to see. A lot of people who had a very interesting 2023 that they thought might lead to some sort of matchup at Wrestle Kingdom 18. And while that may not be the case, I think that there's always an opportunity to showcase yourself in this preliminary style matchup that could lead to a championship and a a big title run when it comes to 2024. Uh, You look at the final four people in the Rambo last year. It was Great Okan, Shingo Takagi, Show, and Toru Yano. We've seen Show had a very interesting standout in Super Junior Tag League. We now see Shingo Takagi in you know the Never Open Weight Championship match at Wrestle Kingdom this year against Tamatanga. We're going to talk about that later on. Uh, great Okan had a great match with John Moxley at Power Struggle, even though he was unsuccessful. And Toro Yano, you know, he's Toro Yano. What are you going to do about it? But the thing is, I, I, you always have fun during these matches. You know, it's the Rambo. We're having a good time. And it's the right to challenge, of course. The four-way going to be taking place the next day at New Year's Dash. I know I'd like to see uh, some sort of combination of the War Dogs. Gabe Kidd, Alex Coughlin involved. Of course, War Dogs will also be in action later on in Junior Heavyweight Tag Team uh championship defense which we'll talk about that later on but you know uh, the likes that honestly we saw in in last year's rambo i'm sure that tai chi is going to want to come in and try and claim kopw 2024 at the beginning become a two-time kopw champion of the year by the end of uh this upcoming year as well as he has for 2023 uh guys like jeff cobb we saw kenta in last year's matchup as well i mean you never know who you're gonna see um i would think for one, uh, I, if I had to make a pick, though, and Scott, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this as well. Uh, if there's one person that's not on this Wrestle Kingdom card that I think I would like to see have an early going in this uh, this KOPW situation, this is more previewing New Year's Dash now, but mm-hmm. I'd love to see Hanare make it through this you know final four in the Rambo challenge and win and kick off with a with a bit of a run kick off with a bit of a championship reign and see if he can keep it all the way throughout 2024 i think canaris had a great year he had a incredible showcase in that corican hall main event in the six-man tag championship defense that united empire were unsuccessful in but no one was talking about united empire being unsuccessful they were talking about what hanare did during that matchup i think 2024 is the year of hanare this might be the beginning of it yeah, Hanari, of course, uh, had the big match with Shingo Takagi for this very belt earlier 
in 2023 that really made waves for him as a competitor. And I think they're waves that he can and should be carrying into this match. Um, I'd like to obviously see Tai Chi get to the final, you know, the big four, because I, I feel like the defending champion of the previous year should probably just have a shot already. But hey, you yeah. know what? I'm all for making them work for it. Uh, he is he is my top option to get into this match. I think if Gabe Kidd is in this match, uh, he's another option to look at, especially after his year. Um, it'll be interesting to see the United Empire, obviously, right? Because we are in a... Uh, Confusing time for that group, right? Will Ospreay, of course, soon, soon is off to AEW. Um, and then, you know, Great Okan, uh, Hanare, Jeff Cobb, Francesco Kira, TJP. They have to try and, you know, step up, um, I think, with him on the way out. Who's going to be the one to step up? And maybe that's what we see in this Rambo. Yeah, I mean, Will, Will Ospreay was calling for for leadership of some sort. Someone that I think 2024 we need to keep our eyes on and we very well could see in this KOPW matchup at New Year's Dash as well. And I'd love to see him have an opportunity at this. It's Callum Newman, you know, Callum mm, Newman. Yes. I don't know if you saw it, had an incredible showing against Tomohiro Ishii, came away unsuccessful, but it showed us exactly what we thought was capable of Callum Newman, but we needed to see it in action and seeing the way he took Ishii to the limit while he didn't secure the victory at the end of the day, he's shown that he has the skills to pull off a potential KOPW championship reign for the first part of 2024 and maybe defend it all the way throughout. So you want to talk about stepping up, claiming singles championship gold, claiming a title like King of Pro Wrestling in the year of 2024. I think it's a good way to start it out. Absolutely. Speaking of, United Empire. We got the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships on the line in the opening match of the main card. It will be the Super Junior Tag League winners. Francesco Akira and TJP catch 2-2, facing off with the Bullet Club War Dogs, the champions, Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney. If you want to talk about two teams that have made waves this year, it is these two teams. Catch 2-2 have an argument to be the tag team of the year, not only in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but in all of Pro Wrestling. If anyone followed their run over the past year, you were left, um, I think, impressed maybe even surprised by how great they have become as a duo and then of course the war dogs have been running wild all over new japan over the past year since forming under david finley uh how do you feel walker about this match these are there's a lot of hungry talent in this match i think and i think that's kind of the war dogs mantra in many ways is being hungry and wanting to prove themselves especially on this big stage you know i'd argue that you know if you want to make the claim that acura and tjp are in the running for best tag team of the year sure i think there's an argument to be made there you know who i think would disagree with that i just recently heard an interview that clark connors did where he said he believes not only are they tag team of the year but beyond that the best junior heavyweight tag team in the history of new japan pro wrestling you talk about confidence right yeah. how can you not be confident if you are clark connors if you are drilla maloney you were challenged by tjp keep in mind acura not involved in this decision along for the ride challenged by tjp the last show of 2023 to the first ever coffin match in new japan pro wrestling 
and you win. And you put the man who challenged you away in that coffin. TJP, I I don't think we've seen TJP since that coffin door slammed shut. I didn't see any backstage comments from him. The only things I heard out of Francesco Akira were asking for TJP's whereabouts. And I'm going to be honest, as much of a journalist as I am, I haven't been able to get any word from Acura or TJP on what the situation is going in to this junior heavyweight tag team championship match at the Tokyo Dome. Maloney and Connor said that the official Wrestle Kingdom card is not going to be starting off with a championship match going 60 minute time limit. They said it's starting off with, a, they'll have a 60 minute celebration of being the greatest junior heavyweight tag team and the junior heavyweight tag team championships in new Japan pro wrestling belonging to them. I mean, I I don't know what to expect. Um, If, if we do get this matchup, if this matchup does end up happening, I know that Acura and TJP are going to come in two things. One of which they're going to come in incredibly damaged. We saw the way the Akira and TJP, well, we didn't even see how TJP ended up, but we know about what's happened, you know, the coffin and everything. But we saw the way that Akira was hung up on those ropes and uh, it, the breathing ability cut off for Francesco for multiple minutes. I, we could be looking at damage long-term on both ends of Catch 2-2. Joel Maloney and Clark Connors know that they're the ones responsible for that. Um I don't really know where the confidence would lie for Catch 2-2. I know that a fully confident War Dogs team is what we're getting at Wrestle Kingdom 18, and I think that might spell disaster for Catch 2-2 in the end, but we're going to have to find out. Catch 2-2 is 0-3 against Mm -hmm. these War Dogs. Uh, They, of course, lost the junior tag titles back at Strong Independence Day at Cork and Hall, and they have not been able to get their number since. They lost in the tag league, and then they lost that coffin match, as you said. So like, you, like you've been saying, this is backs against the wall almost for United Empire for Catch-2-2. This is, you know, assuming TJP shows up, this is everything for them. This is kind of, it feels like almost the last chance to get these titles back where, you know, you go, you don't only go back to the line, back, uh, to the back of the line, but you're waiting a while. There's a lot of hungry tag teams in this division waiting to get back on top. Right. Well, yeah, you got to mention you're talking numbers. Let's talk numbers here. Catch 2-2 have had only one match in the Tokyo Dome together, and they were successful in that matchup. So 100% winning record in Wrestle Kingdom environment in the Tokyo Dome. It was against Leo Rush and Yo that they first won those junior heavyweight tag team championships with one another. I know that Acura, if he has to come out to ringside alone to fight the battle by himself, I know he's going to do it. I, I know I don't, I'm not sure if the legalities will allow for that bell to ring, but I know he's going to be at ringside and he's going to be looking for a fight one way or another because whether the tag team championships are on the line, there is an, an avenging nature to Francesco Akira because of the way that Bullet Club War Dogs subsequently put TJP, one of Acura's greatest mentors in professional wrestling, not only his tag team partner, but a very close friend down and out. And, and again, we haven't seen TJP since then. So, you know, You want to talk about overcoming adversity, though. We've seen Francesco Akira and TJP do it before. Uh, That's how they won the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. A lot of people wrote them off, and they were successful in that match at Wrestle Kingdom 17. A lot of people wrote them off in the finals of Super Junior Tag League this year against House of Torture. How are you going to combat the numbers? Well, they managed to do it anyway to earn themselves this shot. I don't ever want to be the ones to bet against Catch-2-2, but without knowing about the physical state of Francesco Akira or TJP, 
I, I think this one's a wash. I think it's going to be the same result as we've seen before. 0-3, it'll end up 0-4 if we can't end up finding out the status or if the status is, is you know, a, a no contest for Acura and TJP. Next up, we got Hiroshi Tanahashi, President Ace, facing Zach Sabre Jr. for the New Japan World TV Championship. Of course, this title was made official last year when Zach Sabre Jr. beat Ren Narita to win the belt, and he has since been a arguably wrestling's best champion. Right. since winning that title he's defended it in some of the best matches all year against contenders from high and low from you know impact from AEW, from ring of honor for, and of course from new japan pro wrestling but there's no greater challenge than hiroshi tanahashi who of course over the past week has been named the new president of new japan pro wrestling he will be running the ship moving forward the ace at the top before we get into the match itself walker what is your feeling towards the new president um and what how or what can you tell us about how the roster is feeling with him now on top you know i, I found out about the announcement the day before it happened and that was when tanahashi president tanahashi said uh to the locker room that this was happening and then i ended up hearing it through said Locker room, great, fine. Now the news is out and we can talk about it. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is a man who I believe would give the shirt off of his back to help anyone in need. He's one of the most selfless people that you will meet, not only in professional wrestling, but also in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that has been seen time and time again throughout championship reigns, throughout his run when the company is at, was at one of its lowest periods, Hiroshi Tanahashi was there. I think it is only fitting for one of the greatest professional wrestlers, not only in the world, not only to ever do it, but specifically housed in the New Japan Pro Wrestling walls to be handed the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, and uh, be allowed to lead from a high-ranking office position. I think a lot of the locker room, uh, I haven't heard a negative word about Tanahashi in my entire career, let alone after this announcement. I think locker room morale is incredibly high when it comes to Hiroshi Tanahashi taking his rightful place in office. Uh, president Takami Obari, former president Takami Obari, did a phenomenal job uh, helping New Japan Pro Wrestling through the the slug, through the, the detrimental time, which was the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but Professional wrestling is all about evolution, and I truly believe if anyone's going to be able to take New Japan Pro Wrestling, not only beyond those pre-COVID levels and crowds, but also uh, beyond those um, that we've ever had before, I believe it is going to be the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi. And that's why I'm very excited for this matchup that we're getting coming up the NJPW World Television Championship on the line, because I'm sure you know that World Television Championship, when first announced, by New Japan Pro Wrestling Management. It was declared as a championship where the effort and the emphasis would be focused on younger talents, right? Mm, and, yeah, <laughs> you know, let's be honest here. Hiroshi Tanahashi, he's uh, not exactly a, a young cat anymore. But one thing that he is, is he is the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he's hungry still for competition. Because as much as some might believe Tanahashi's days of 
competition might be winding down, especially with his newly appointed position. And, and maybe they are. I'm not too certain. But I think there is a uh, an undeniable will for Tanahashi to want to win this World Television Championship and bring it back to its roots of competing and being truly a gatekeeper in every sense of the word for this young talent that we are seeing starting to evolve in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We've seen Sabre Jr. take a lot of young talent to their limits, and those young talents have taken them to their limits. I hearken back to that great standout showcase for Bolton Oleg against Zack Sabre Jr., New Japan World Television Championship on the line. I don't think anyone thought Bolton Oleg had that in him, but he did. Um, I, there's a multitude of matches that you could reference when it comes to Zack Sabre Jr.'s reign, but I think Tanahashi feels himself as a uh, as a more worthy and a more deserving gatekeeper, and I believe that he wants to challenge that younger talent and also, you know, prove uh, inward that he also still has that ability, that ability to take on that younger talent and walk away successful. And whoever could manage to defeat Tanahashi for the World Television Championship especially if you're a young cat like any of these younger guys in the locker room that are hungry and want championship gold. I mean, you've secured your spot in New Japan Pro Wrestling going forward. So I think that's the motivation for Tanahashi going into this one. And of course, Zack Sabre Jr. He's talked about wanting to reach this record number of championship defenses. I believe this will be championship defense number 17 for Zack Sabre Jr. Um, if successful by the end of it. And uh, I think Sabre Jr., has what it takes to be able to pull out the victory over Tanahashi. But, you know, two different things on the line here. I really am going to call it a toss-up here, Scott. I think you're absolutely right. I think when it comes to betting against Hiroshi Tanahashi, you never do it. You never bet against the ace. Uh, but Zack Sabre Jr. has been unstoppable as champion. Uh, like you were saying, he, he has beaten pretty much everyone that <laughs> – like he's hit the highs and lows, right? He's hit the powerhouses like Jeff Cobb. He's hit the young up and coming stars like a Shota Umino. He's hit the young lions like a Bolton Oleg. He has been everything you want a champion to be. And I don't think he's just going to be scared of the new president uh, or of the ace here. Um, but when yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi steps in the Tokyo Dome, right? This you like it. The shoe like it in the history of yes. pro wrestling. And I, and I think that another thing to keep in mind for this matchup, we've seen Hiroshi Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome go in very long form matches, but special time limit here, as is for all world television championship defenses, 15 minutes on the clock. Uh, we know that Hiroshi Tanahashi may be capable of putting down an opponent within that 15 minutes, but traditionally at Wrestle Kingdom, you know, I, I believe he's had 15 minute plus matches up and down the card now. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., I think one thing that has made him so successful is that he is capable of beating that clock and not letting that clock become a factor. We haven't seen any time limit draws or, or many time limit draws in Zack Sabre Jr.'s career in singles competition because he knows exactly when and where to execute all of the maneuvers that he knows, whether it's striking or submission based. So I think the clock is really going to help Zack Sabre Jr. in this matchup. It's going to challenge Hiroshi Tanahashi, but that's what Tanahashi wants. And that's what Tani Tanahashi wants to be going forward for younger talent when defending that world television championship. 100%. Uh, but the young talent will not be more uh, prominent than this next matchup to of the big young stars that are trying to take 
New Japan by Storm will face off as Yoda Suji goes one on one with Yuyu Uemura. This feels like, in many ways, a potential preview for a Tokyo Dome main event someday. Uh, but this is as big as it gets, I think, for these two young guys who are trying to prove themselves. Um, of course, Yuyu Uemura is a little bit more, uh, is a fresher face, I think. You know, we've seen Suji. We know what he's all about. He's he's had an IWGP World Heavyweight title match. He's been through the G1 Climax. Yuyu Uemura is still uh, finding his feet here since returning to New Japan, right? He he was in the World Tag League with Tai Chi, and we saw these two, you know, this is where this is when it all started. And now we get to see these two face off. They have a history as young lions, which I think is always fun to see them take the next step. Um, and they had a great chemistry as young lions in the ring. Um, this isn't a very important match. This is one of the most important matches on the card because this sets one of them up for success the rest of the year. It puts one ahead, right? We, we've seen the Riwa uh, trio try to get ahead. Shota Umino and Ren Narita, they're at each other's necks and have been at each other's necks for a little bit now after going, you know, after being friendly and being a tag team for a little bit there. These two are trying to do the same. The winner of this match is going on to greatness sooner than the other. I think all four of these young talents are destined for greatness, but this is this is as big as it gets for both of them. Uh, right. What is your feeling about this match? How have you felt about Yuya since he's come back to New Japan? You know, I, I've been incredibly impressed with Yuya Uemura. I've actually had the opportunity to see him, uh, some of his matches on excursion, even before my involvement in New Japan Pro Wrestling, competing in the Deadlock Pro Wrestling Carolina Classic, getting to witness that, uh, you know, as a, as a viewer of uh, Deadlock Pro Wrestling. Of course, Yuya Uemura also competed on a variety of cards in Texas, which I've been very active in the Texas independent wrestling scene uh, for the longest time. So yeah, you know, Yuya Uemura, I, I've known about him even before his uh, return to New Japan Pro Wrestling, obviously, and he was very impressive in those showings that he had on the independents. The reason I'm re referencing those independents, Scott, is because Yuya Uemura has not had a singles matchup in New Japan Pro Wrestling since his return from Excursion. And I think that that's something to have in the back of your mind. You know, is it a detriment or is it a positive for Yota Suji or for Yuya Uemura? I think that's a phenomenal question. On one hand, you have a guy like Yuya Uemura who, you know, he's been competing in these tag team matches. Yota Suji might have gotten an opportunity to feel him out, but there's no true feeling out process like when there's no one else in your opposite corner for you to turn to. There's no better opportunity to really learn what type of competitor someone is until they are on their own. I really don't believe Yoda Suji knows what he's messing with with the young Yuya Uemura. I think he picked up a lot of tricks ever since their young lion days on his excursion in the United States. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm exactly going to award the victory uh, hastily to Yuya Uemura. Because we've seen how confident and we've seen how talented Yoda Suji is. You referenced that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match at Dominion. Uh, these two have really had polar opposite uh, runs post-excursion, so to speak. You know, Yoda Suji comes back immediately challenges for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Yuya Uemura, it's taken this long for him to get this singles matchup. Um, 
you know, I, I think that overall we are going to have to, we're going to have to watch out, you know, because reality is Yoda Suji. Uh, oh, my camera's going crazy right now. I have, <laughs> I have no clue what's happening. Wow. Uh, Yoda Suji. It, it was very interesting to see. I'm going to turn that off for a minute and fix it in, in a minute. I apologize. Uh, Yoda Suji, man. He is a guy who, uh, he, he, how do you say he didn't want this matchup? It seemed, you know, no, when it came to Yuya Uemura's consistent challenges and challenges, he did not want a singles matchup. And I call that a little bit overconfident on Yoda Suji's end because who are you to really deny a matchup at Wrestle Kingdom? However, you know, Yuya Uemura uh, pushed him to those limits, ended up scoring a pinfall victory over him on the last night before Korokuin. That's how this got set up. And uh, I, for one, am very excited. I think Uemura walks in with much more motivation than Yoda Suji does. But if Yoda Suji gets outschooled and outclassed by someone who returned more recently than him from Excursion, it's going to spell bad things for Yoda Suji. Uh, just an insane record between these two because of all their young Lions matches 15, 10, and 22. Uh, you know, like that is an insane amount of matches against one another. Um, those 22 draws is pretty funny. I don't see us getting a draw here in this match. Um, I th- I think as long as Suji doesn't show interest, that's going to hurt him in this match. He is he is going to be challenged by UMR, and he's going to be forced to care by the end of this match. And I think that's the beauty of these young guys you know being hungry and wanting more and that's why i'm so excited for this matchup what's up you guys sean ross app fightful here to tell you about bet online ag the highest credit card acceptance industry-wide 25 plus year track record safe and secure online environments payouts in minutes the fastest in the industry. You can bet big with their high limits and rebet functionality, the earliest line, so odds open before the competition, the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit, and we're talking on everything. Wrestling, they got it. MMA, they got it. Boxing, they got it. But hey, you know what? I know we're fightful. We don't just live for that. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, racing, esports, anything you can think of. Not only that, this is exclusively where Fightful gets our lines from. If you hear us talking about lines on a prediction show or on our our post shows, it is always from BetOnlineAG. Please bet responsibly and only bet what you can. BetOnline.ag. Next up, we got the big match. You know, this one's exciting, folks. This is a mixture of a lot of chaos over this past year, right? Kaito Kiyomiya, boy, has he been busy. Uh, from from kicking Okada in the side of the head to get that singles match with him to being humbled in many ways at Keiji Muto's retirement show. Then there's Shota Umino and Ren Narita. What a rivalry these two have developed. Uh, we went from them wanting to destroy each other to them being a tag team to Ren Narita turning his back and doing maybe the most dastardly thing anyone can do in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that is joining the House of Torture, and that's what brings us to this match. It'll be Shota Uno and Kaito Kiyomiya facing Evil and Ren Narita. 
Walker, I know you know, I know you've been getting into New Japan more and more since getting the job. These House of Torture guys. I'm sure you're a big fan of them. Well, uh, uh, fans, I don't know if I'd exactly say. I can definitely <laughs> tell you I have opinions. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of them are are uh, not appropriate for the broadcast, but hey, I'll have to say this. So, <laughs> you know, but I'll say this. You know, uh, I referred on social media and even on the broadcast occasionally to House of Torture as a cult, but it's uh, not a cult in the sense of, you know, I, I don't truly believe there was a recruitment of Ren Narita because, uh, oh, we love Ren Narita and blah, blah, blah. I think they did unlock a darker side to Ren Narita. I believe they are going to take advantage of Ren Narita. But the, the true effect that this had was less on Ren Narita and more on the aforementioned Shota Umino. Now, we saw the... Uh, suffice to say, difficult to call it this, but you, I'll, I'll shoot like I shoot. You know, it is... A mental breakdown that we saw from Shota Umino following the mathematical elimination of Narita and Umino from World Tag League. Uh, and then, of course, the next uh, the next World Tag League Block A matchup that we saw for Umino and Narita uh, was against House of Torture. That is exactly when the betrayal took place. And it's a day that Shota Umino will never forget. Um, I, I find it incredibly poetic that two people who were at odds at each other's throats came together. We thought that they were going to be soul bound. We thought that they were going to be two men that uh, at the very least always had respect for one another, but did want to do battle in singles competition against one another as well. They said that uh, in the build up to the first ever world tag league, they competed and this year. Uh, they said the goal is world tag league this year, tag team championships at wrestle kingdom 18 and the main event 2025 wrestle kingdom 19 for the World Heavyweight Championship in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they didn't get that World Tag League. They did not get the IWGP Tag Team Championship to Wrestle Kingdom 18. Instead, they get each other in tag team action, and they're on opposite sides. So uh, it's, it's interesting. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Interesting to see how things work out. But yes, uh, Umino wants his hands on Narita. We thought multiple times over he was going to be able to do so because they have competed technically in tag team matches against each other. But that technically is uh, is there's an emphasis there because Narita had played keep away from Shota Umino, attacking from behind, keeping it from being a, a legitimate contest. And while Umino did end up getting his hands on Narita, eventually you can know that enough hasn't happened for Umino to feel satisfied. It's not just going to be about a victory here. It's going to be about punishment. It's going to be about retribution. Um, and he's enlisted the help of Kaito Kiyomiya, who you want to talk about hard hitters. Uh, you mentioned that Kazuchika Okada kick. Uh, hard hitter is Kaito Kiyomiya up and down the world. So um, I think that Shota Umino has great talent in his corner and on his side. I think an X factor in this matchup is going to be evil. Um, Evil had a very interesting 2023 for a multitude of reasons. However, uh, I think Evil is the least talked about person in this matchup. And uh, egos are egos in professional wrestling. You can know that Evil's not too happy about being one of the least talked about parts of the match. And uh, he's going to want to stand out going into 2024. So uh, I think a lot of people shouldn't be writing off Evil. I think a lot of people shouldn't be writing off Kaito Kiyomiya d- despite how Kevin Kelly very well may go and tell you that uh, Kaito Kiyomiya is not worth the salt that anyone gives him credit for due to, due to his G1 performance. I think that there's uh, a lot of talent that we're going to be seeing in this matchup. 30-minute time limit on the clock, and uh, I know it's going to be a good one. A former IWGP ch- uh, heavyweight champion, right? He held the held the double belts and that's evil you have a multi-time ghc heavyweight champion in kaito kiyomiya and then you have the two upstarts um if you're looking for a match that could you know unexpectedly steal the show i think this one has that potential just because of all the factors working here and you know the hatred between the two young talents uh it's very different from yuya and yoda suji there's a lot of care there's a lot of hate in this match and i think that's going to make it one worth checking out uh but let's get to another title match it is the never open weight championship shingo takagi defending against former champion tama tonga uh these two have faced off quite recently it's where shingo takagi won the never open weight championship and now they will run it back uh shigo takagi has had a very interesting couple of years when it comes to wrestle kingdom two years ago he entered wrestle kingdom defending the iwgp world heavyweight championship last year he was just in the rambo but he did get through and of course won the kopw championship and now he will be defending the never open weight championship uh tamatonga is one of the most over professional wrestlers in new japan those crowds love this man it's gonna be an interesting stat uh clash of styles i think this is going to be a fun one uh how do you feel about this one now that tamatonga gets his rematch right uh you know it's a rematch from fighting spirit unleashed tamatonga walks in to october 28th fighting spirit unleashed event after challenging shingo takagi i believe it was back at royal quest and then uh of course 
that matchup happens. Uh, Veda Scott and I on the broadcast discussed uh, the curse of the first championship defense. There are a lot of times champions across professional wrestling, you know, they win the championship. They're overcome by excitement and by emotion. And, uh, you know, by the end of it, uh, maybe are in their head a little bit too much. Maybe Tamatanga jumped the gun a little bit by challenging Shingo Takagi as early on as he did. But that first defense did not go the way that Tamatanga wanted. Shingo Takagi picks up the victory. Uh, this will be Shingo Takagi's second defense of the never open weight championship. So we've seen that Takagi is capable of jumping over the hump of the first one. Uh, that first one was against Trent Beretta, of course, back at Lone Star Shootout. So I think Takagi walks in with a, a lot of momentum. Tamatanga, uh, despite how he may have jumped the gun, you know, walking in, wanting his fourth reign as never open weight champion, looking to right the wrongs that he believed happened on October 28th at Fighting Spirit Unleashed. I think this is a simple one up and down the board. Shingo Takagi, the momentum is going to carry him forward. Uh, Tonga is going to have to be a brick wall in his way, though, if he wants to walk away with the never open weight title. I'm looking forward to what the never open weight can be again in the new year. Uh, this is the title of the top titans, I'd say, of New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? It's it's the Ishii title. And if you know what the way Ishii wrestles, you understand what exactly what I mean. It's the Shingo Takagi title now. And uh, I think these two are going to do their best to top what they've done in the past with the brightest lights. And I think that's what makes for such a exciting matchup. Uh, but speaking of rematches, here's a big rematch. The IWGP tag and strong openweight tag team titles will be Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi taking on Hikaleo and El Phantasmo. Of course, Hikaleo and El Phantasmo have been making the rounds. Uh, they've been doing a lot of interviews. They did one here, of course, with Fightful. And they've said a lot over the past couple days, whether it's um, the mystery around ELP and, you know, maybe his future. There's also, of course, them coming together. Um, and really becoming a dynamic duo and kind of representing G.O.D. in, you know, this new tag team. You know, Wrestle Kingdom has a lot of history of the Grills of Destiny, but this is a very new version of that. Um, El Fantasmo has become a beloved wrestler. Um, Hikaleo had a breakout G1 climax where he was able to make it to those semifinals. But you want to talk about great tag teams, there may be no better tag team in pro wrestling than Bishamon. Right. Uh, they have been holding those titles for a very long time. They won World Tag League and they said, let's do this again one more time, but with all the belts on the line. Well, you know, you, you can't, you're, you're, you're burying the lead here, Scott. You can't just say they won World Tag League again or whatever. Three P, <laughs> a record, a historic three time victory for Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto 2021, 2022, and 2023. So you want to try and talk to me and say that 2024 isn't the year of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi? I mean, they have three years of momentum carrying them forward of success after success after success that doesn't exactly mean that i think that they're walking away the victors though because as you mentioned el fantasmo and hikaleo walk in with a, a, a chip on the shoulder of sorts because yes they you know they wanted this matchup at the tokyo dome this is what they were in world tag league for this is the experience they wanted to have but they wanted to be the ones who had to make the challenge 
They wanted to be the ones who could say, we won World Tag League 2023. We earned this shot. I, I know that there are some members of the tag team division that do not believe El Fantasmo and Hikaleo truly earned their shot at Wrestle Kingdom 18 against Bishamon. And I think that, you know, there's some debate to be had there. But uh, tell me this, who else went 40 plus minutes with Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto during World Tag League. I know that we had 30-minute time limits on everything but the finals. Atlantis Jr. and Soberano Jr. ended up taking Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto to a time limit draw. But would that have gone the 40 minutes? We didn't have enough time to find out. But El Fantasmo and Hikaleo took it to that place. I mean, you want to talk ELP as well. Star-making performance in that matchup. If there was a time where I believed anyone could defeat Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, it was during that match el Fantasmo and hikaleo are gonna have to try and recapture that magic at wrestle kingdom 18 uh and i think it's gonna be a hard thing to do both of these teams walking in on their third defenses for their respective championships uh in their current reigns we're talking uh multiple time champions in yoshihashi and hiroki goto who have been a team for as long as they have el Fantasmo and hikaleo can't exactly say the same thing so when you're looking at the tail of the tape on paper, you would go with Bishamon as the winners of this matchup. But El Fantasmo and Hikaleo, they're walking in different dogs, so to speak, different gorillas, and their destiny very well may lie with new tag team championships and retaining the ones that they've held on to for the past few months. I don't think this will be going 40 minutes this time around. I think that's my uh, big take. I think these two teams, they know each other. You know, they're very fresh in each other's minds. This is going to feel more like a continuation of that 40-minute fight, that 40-minute battle to win World Tag League. And there's two pairs of belts on the line here. That is as big as it gets for tag team wrestling. You know, it's not just the it's not just the IWGP tags, those strong tags. You know, Bishamon knows what it's like to hold those titles. Um, and I think that's what creates such excitement for this matchup um i see these two teams slugging it out and i think it's just going to come to who on god can you know overcome bishamon is that possible can you overcome bishamon right well you know i i think a point is to be made that there is some overlap with these teams in one factor that i think is going to uh play into this matchup a lot what yoshihashi has is uh, there are certain things Yoshihashi has in his ability and his style that Hiroki Goto cannot reproduce. There are certain things that El Fantasmo can do that try as he might. Hikaleo just does not have that same impact or ability. And there are things that Hikaleo can do, specifically in that power and height department, that strength department, that El Fantasmo can't replicate either. So both team members on each team complement each other so well that I know we're going to be getting a competitive match out of this. It's why they went 40 minutes before. It's why it was such a compelling matchup when it happened in Block B in the early goings of World Tag League. So, you know, I, I definitely don't know which horse I would back in this, so to speak. Uh, definitely not masked horse. I don't think he's going to be on the Wrestle Kingdom card, but uh, Bishamon and G.O.D. It's going to be one to watch out for. This is definitely going to be a tag team matchup that you're going to want to have your eye on. If there's a match that could steal the show before the big three, 
It's this one right here. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. It is a story rivalry going head to head here. Hiromo Takahashi, El Desperado. For me, it doesn't get better than this, especially in junior wrestling. Uh, These two have had wars with each other. They have arguably the best match of the COVID era of New Japan. And I'll, you know, we saw Desperado unmask himself in that match. That is not something that he does lightly, obviously. Right. He is a wrestler of great respect. These two are 3-3-1 three, three, and one against one another. There's no advantage here. No, not at all. Not from a numbers perspective. Uh, if there's any advantage that anyone's going to have, it might be Hiromu Takahashi, who walks into his eighth defense of uh, his current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship reign. I want to harken back to Wrestle Kingdom 17 for a brief moment. I've talked about it on the New Japan broadcast English coverage uh, in the past, but Romu Takahashi competed in a four-way matchup where he then won the Junior Heavyweight Championship. So he's slowly approaching 365 days with that championship. In that four-way was Taiji Ishimori, Master Wato, and El Desperado. It was Master Wato. He first defended that championship against successfully. He defended it against Taiji Ishimori at Power Struggle, who was the previous champion walking into Wrestle Kingdom 17. There is one more man that Hiromu Takahashi feels that he has to beat to secure himself and his legacy in this current reign as IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. It is El Desperado. As that last man, uh, this is a full circle moment in every single way you can picture it for Hiromu Takahashi. And, uh, you know, when you talk about El Desperado, uh, it's clear as day. He's never exactly said he wanted to be the flag bearer of the junior heavyweight division or of New Japan Pro Wrestling itself. However, uh, I, I, I argue this. If you are as talented as El Desperado is, why would you keep competing in the minor leagues, so to speak? Why would you only be going for... Triple A, Double A, Single A championships when you could be competing in the World Series, and uh, this is the World Series of professional wrestling here at Wrestle Kingdom. El Desperado, the biggest prize in junior heavyweight wrestling, on the line. I don't have a pick here. Once again, I, I I'm not trying to be that guy. Reality is, though, uh, it's hard to pick between these two until you're in the moment, until you feel where the energy lies in the building. Because as you know, Scott, sometimes these crowds can really influence the momentum and the energy that professional athletes feel. It can affect you emotionally. Is Desperado going to get rocked emotionally? Is Takahashi going to do the same? We're going to have to find out. Wrestle Kingdom 18, January 4th. I think when it comes to El Desperado, uh, no pun intended here. There will be desperation to win. There will be a need to win here. Uh, 2023 was a year of him doing a lot of fun, different things. But he's here for one thing, and it's that belt, uh, ultimately. And Hiromu is going on a year now. He's held the belt for a year as of January 4th. It's been one heck of a run. He's defended this up and down the card. He has went everywhere to face the best of the best over the past year. He so desperately wanted to be the Tokyo sports MVP. Mm -hmm. He didn't get it. And maybe there's determination, extra determination to win here, not just to keep his title, but to prove that not only were they wrong about that, but he deserves that respect this upcoming year. I think there's a lot at stake here besides just the title. 
but yeah, the title I, is what we're talking about. It was, it was in the backstage comments, actually, that El Desperado, uh, keep in mind, invited Master Watto to accompany him to ringside, which is a relationship I don't think I expected to blossom when we're looking at the 2023 bingo card. Um, we saw Master Watto and Desperado in tag team competition on the last night in Corican Hall uh, when the, uh, of course, Desperado and Watto would end up walking away with the victory. So, um Anything can happen. Watto may or may not be ringside. The invitation's out there. Um, maybe that is something that's going to will Desperado to victory, uh, unlike what they were able to do in Super Junior Tag Week. So we're going to have to find out. Absolutely. Well, let's get to something new here. It is the IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship. The first ever champion will be crowned after David Finley destroyed the IWGP US and UK championships. He said enough is enough. We don't even know what the belt looks like yet. But what we do know is that three top contenders will face off. We have Will Ospreay, who, of course, in in some ways is kind of like a defending champion. Uh, You know, his, his titles are gone, but... He is going to try to win this. We have John Moxley. What's there to say about John Moxley that hasn't been said over the past couple of years? Right. There may be no one better. He calls himself the ace of the world for a reason. And then there's David Finley. David Finley has watched himself surge up the class in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He took Bullet Club. He didn't get, you know, he wasn't handed. No, he took Bullet Club in a in in a big way. He is the rebel. He leads the War Dogs, and he is the wild card of this match. We know what Osprey is going to bring. Yes, he's it's his it's it could be his last Wrestle Kingdom. We don't know. It could be his last Wrestle Kingdom. John Moxley, like I said, he's John Moxley. But David Finley, he's the wild card in every which way. You've watched David Finley closely over the past couple months, especially, getting ready for this match. You saw him destroy those belts. What does David Finley bring to the table in a match that involves, you know, two guys that I think people look at as, you know, maybe maybe a level above him as David Finley tries to uh, get to that? Yeah, you want to talk about a chip on a shoulder, right? You're not going to find a bigger one than it's placed right next to the mallet on the shoulder of David Finley. It's a large <laughs> chip. You can't see it, but I promise it's there. Uh, and David Finley is actually incredibly self-aware. He knows that. He knows that a lot of people are not expecting him to walk away with a victory in a matchup with, uh, you know, one Will Ospreay, who many consider to be the best in the world going today. John Moxley, one of the most unpredictable competitors you'll find in all of professional wrestling, but seemingly always finds himself in winning standing when it comes in the country of Japan, in New Japan Pro Wrestling specifically. And that's why it's going to be even sweeter for David Finley if he can manage to defeat both of them. Rub it in the faces of not only Osprey, of Moxley, of Shota Umino, of anyone else that's watching, of the fans at the Tokyo Dome. And, you know, that's the goal for David Finley going in here. You know, he he said at Power Struggle that uh, 
in the U.S., they they think he's Irish. In Ireland, they think he's American. In Japan, they don't care about him. There there is a a level of vitriolic nature that we're gonna see unleashed from David Finley. I think it's gonna be one of the most aggressive matches in David Finley's career. Um, and it's again hard to pick in this one. But if there's anyone who has more to prove in a three way matchup for a new championship, a new era of the global heavyweight championship in New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's going to be David Finley that has the most to lose and the most to gain. But, you know, my good pal Chris Charlton said it best himself the world comes to fight the. IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and the Global Heavyweight Champion goes to fight the world. So whoever walks away with this championship, you know they're going to be representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, whether will it's Will Ospreay or John Moxley who do it willingly, whether it's David Finley who does it only for himself and begrudgingly for the company all across the world. I can't wait to see what happens not only in this matchup as a match specifically and in containment, but also with the global heavyweight championship itself, I think it's a new and interesting concept going into 2024, uh, especially when there have been talks in New Japan Pro Wrestling and Bushi Road making public statements about potential expansion into Southeast Asia, continuing growing the market in New Japan strong in the United States, and even outside of Southeast Asia, going into other continents and countries as well. So I, I can't wait for this, and we're going to have to wait to see how it goes down Wrestle Kingdom 18. There's an interesting twist to this match where it's David Finley almost trying to protect New Japan, right? He's the signed talent to this sure. company. Um, I don't know if he sees it that way. I don't know if he's trying to protect New Japan, but maybe fans will in that respect. Of course, Will Ospreay, we know that he has another date after this, and that's at Battle in the Valley right? against Juan Kazuchika. Okada right well you know we haven't got the match graphic but he said if I win that if I win this match I'm putting the global title on the line there and that brings us to the big special singles match the rematch from Forbidden Door 2 it'll be Kazuchika Okada going one-on-one -on -one with Brian Danielson I don't know if there is a match that just screams all timer than this one. You you look at the mat. You look at the card here if you're watching the video, and you know that this is going to be something special, right? There I mean, all timer. You already know, Scott. You already know. I, I I personally enjoyed their matchup at Forbidden Door, and we saw the result of that one. Uh, Okada now has Brian Danielson, who's going to be coming in on his home turf, right? Who better in the Tokyo Dome outside of? Maybe an argument to be made for the aforementioned Hiroshi Tanahashi, then Kazuchika Okada, right? Uh, a lot of success has come for Okada in the Tokyo Dome. Meanwhile, we haven't even seen Brian Danielson in New Japan Pro Wrestling since 2004, teaming alongside Curry Man as IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion. So, you know, it's a bit of a difference for stage, right? It's a bit of a difference when we talk about What's on the line? No championships on the line, yet it's treated exactly as important as a title matchup. 60 minutes are on the clock for Danielson and Okada. And it wouldn't shock me if this went the full 60 in the Tokyo Dome with Danielson having as much motivation as he does with Okada having the exact same. But you have to keep in mind that Brian Danielson's beaten down. He's just competed through a very, very grueling Continental Classic 
in All Elite Wrestling. He has made it very public that he is winding down his professional career. He's gone on record to call this uh, one of his, if not the last active year for the American Dragon. Um, what a way to start the cap off, so to speak, with a matchup at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. But Okada says he's going to send Danielson into early retirement, that he's not going to be able to hold his own child by the time that Okada's done with him. I'd be freaked out. I'd be scared if I was Danielson having one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the world saying that they were going to do that to me. I'd be scared if I wasn't one of the greatest professional wrestlers <laughs> in the world and if I wasn't named Brian Danielson, right? We are getting these two in their primes, head-to-head yes. -head in the Tokyo Dome. Right. Uh, th there's something to be said about Brian Danielson stepping into Wrestle Kingdom and wrestling Okada. Just from a spectacle standpoint, right? Uh, many times when we talk about these big events, I think we can forget about the spectacle aspect. Uh, the you know feels bigger than life itself. And when these two face off with a roaring crowd, there may not be anything better. And, and that's not that's not a shot at anything in pro wrestling. That's not a shot at anything on this card. But it's very rare you get two of the best ever to go head-to-head -head in their states. And like you said, Brian Danielson, he is beat down. But Brian Danielson's always beat down. It, doesn't, you know, it almost doesn't matter when it's him because he knows where he has to be. And he has really talked down Okada. Right. Uh, in, in the most recent video released by New Japan, he overlooked a lot of okada's training he kind of mocked okada in many ways which that's not something you do you don't you don't anger the rainmaker mm -hmm. you don't do that he's already angry you know he's already angry he has a loss he needs to avenge that loss and their history of they faced each other twice once in a tag once in the singles danielson's won both but danielson's got hurt in both that's something worth watching in this match. Um, if if you're looking for your, you know, match of the year contenders, if you're looking for your five star classics, I'm sure this is at the very top of that. Uh, this should be absolutely sensational. But let's get to what I think is certainly one of the most talked about Wrestle Kingdom main events in recent history maybe for maybe it's not a good thing uh the way people are talking about it but it's talking about nonetheless it is sonata defending the iwgp world heavyweight championship against the g1 climax winner tetsuya naito and i'll just say this and at walker i know you'll get into this because there's a lot of people not sold on this match. There's a lot of people not sold on the idea of Sonata main eventing the Tokyo Dome. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of outcry from Western fans. They want. They would prefer to see Okada and Danielson main event with no title on the line. There's a lot more history to this match than maybe anyone's giving credit to. Eighteen years. New Japan released one of the best videos I've seen all year hyping up this match. This These two go back to training, go back to trying out. 
and we've seen them, right? They have a history together, whether it's through their Keiji Muto connections, whether it's through being part of LIJ together, or if it's all about just winning the big one, improving you belong. Naito's fighting for that roll call. He wants that roll call to close out Tokyo Dome. This might be that last chance to do that. We know Tetsuya Naito's health isn't tip-top shape. Those knees are those knees are in rough shape, but he's still Tetsuya Naito. And Sonata, you know, people people don't want to give him credit. I will give him credit because I think he has stepped up. Right. Maybe not selling this match like people want him to. The match sells itself for me. It okay. does. Yeah. There is a history there. That goes beyond LIJ, that goes beyond, like I said, 18 years go into this. And when the lights are brightest, when the main event of Wrestle Kingdom kicks in, there's no one I believe in more to deliver than Tetsuya Naito. Well, you know, let's talk about each competitor's individual belief and position because this is the thing with this main event and it's why i feel some people are having a a tough time with uh on an investment side maybe uh, especially when the world heavyweight champion doesn't want to do any talking about it and we'll talk about that in a minute and why i believe that is and how that plays into this matchup effectively uh you know tetsuya naito uh we talked about it on the new japan broadcast a few times in the past chris charlton's mentioned it himself as well on social media uh the ocular surgery that Tetsugin Naito has had that was able to have uh, a limited three times on his eye that was going to uh, keep him active, keep it functional. There's a there is a degenerative uh, vision loss that Tetsugin Naito is experiencing. He has had that surgery for the final time, the third time. He will not be able to have it anymore. So you want to talk about the health of Tetsuya Naito being in jeopardy. Um, yeah, sure, you can talk about the knees, you can talk about the spine, you can talk about the neck, uh, but you have to be thinking about that eye. I believe, if I, if I remember correctly, it was a uh, similar issue that Milano Collection AT had that ended up uh, really you know, a detriment to his in-ring career. Um, so when we talk about Naito, that's something that you have to have in mind. And I think it's frustrating for Naito to know Hey, I put in all this effort to win G1 Climax 33 this year. I've been putting in all this effort to talk about this World Heavyweight Championship match, try and pack out the dome for what very well could be Tetsuya Naito's last time at Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome, and his challenger does not want to say a word about it. And there's a couple things to that with Sonata. First off, I think that Sonata is reverting a bit to his LIJ state. Uh, he was never the most talkative in the world. He never had uh, a million things to say. We saw Sonata start to come out of his shell with the formation of just five guys, winning the World Heavyweight Championship, winning New Japan Cup, a, a million other things. Uh, but I think with knowing that he's going to be stepping into the ring with Tetsuya Naito, Sonata has, whether it's intentionally or not, put himself back in that shell. And it is a shell that, uh, while it may be protective, it is going to have a lot more artillery thrown at you because you're in it, because the world sees you in it. So Sonata, you know, he has a lot of negative criticism going his way for his lack of willingness to give backstage comment, to talk about the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match at the Tokyo Dome main event. But he believes that it's not how much you want to talk. It is how it is settled in the ring. 
He knows all about the 18-year history. Tetsuya Naito talks all about the 18-year history. But just because Naito talks about it doesn't mean that Sonata isn't going to be feeling it and doesn't mean that Sonata is not going to be putting the hurt in on Naito because of that 18 years of what is pent up. Sonata believes that he was held back in LIJ by Naito. I think that there's a conversation to be had there, whether you disagree or you agree. Sonata feels that way, and there's no changing that. I, I believe at the end of the day, what both of these competitors want is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. But we've seen Naito and the way that he's respected belts, respected championships in the past. I don't think it's as much about the World Heavyweight Championship for either competitor as much as what that championship represents. And I think for Sonata and Naito, it represents two completely different things. For Naito, it is that poetic conclusion of the roll call that we never got to have due to that interference in the cutoff from Kenta. For Sonata, I believe it is the respect of the fans finally gaining the adoration in full, in totality. None of this half and half, half Sonata, half Naito. Sonata believes that leaving it all in the ring and not talking, but acting on what you need to do to, to secure your spot, to secure your place in history with the Tokyo Dome main event victory and still world heavyweight champion announced at the end when the lights go out and the camera phone lights come on, Sonata being the one alone in the ring. There's a lot of layers to this one, folks. There's a lot, and I, I do encourage you to check out that beautifully produced video by the NJPW World Team on the New Japan Pro Wrestling YouTube if you want to hear all about that 18-year history, and of course, Chris Charlton and I are going to be breaking it down on the broadcast on the English side of things for Wrestle Kingdom 18 as well. But man, as you said, this matchup on paper, the history between these two, Scott, I could not be more fired up. There is no better first for me. I get to this is my first World Heavyweight Championship match in New Japan Pro Wrestling I'm ever getting to call. I would not choose any other one than this Sonata Naito main event. It's going to tear the house down. 100%. And I think it's it's worth noting, the last time Tetsuya Naito hold, held a championship, it was alongside Sonata as IWGP Tag Team Champions. Now, it wasn't for long. That was the last time. Um, Naito has been working and working and working and working to get back here. When he finally thought he was going to get his roll call to get his moment, we know what happened. Kenta ruined that in 2020. This is his, like you said, this not only might be his last chance to do that, this is, might be his last Wrestle Kingdom period. We don't know. So Naito is going to, just like he did on those last two nights of the G1, give everything it takes to win this title and call himself champion. And Sonata, Sonata's beaten some of the biggest names in wrestling over the past year. He won this title by beating what felt like an unbeatable Kazuchika Okada, right? The way Okada's year started, no one ever thought that that was going to happen. And look at Sonata now. He has carried this title. Whether you love him or hate him, he's going to head into this match and put on a show because he wants to walk out as champion, like you said. Wrestle Kingdom 18, January 4th. It is the show everyone needs to go see on NewJapanWorld.com. 
Go subscribe now. You get the entire show. There's no extra fee, folks. You subscribe. You get one of the biggest wrestling events of the year. Walker, let us know where we can find you, what we should know, what else we should know about Wrestle Kingdom, and anything else. Well, Wrestle Kingdom 18 is going to be incredible. As Scott said, we just ran down the entire card, plus that Tokyo Dome City Hall IWGP Women's Championship match. I hope everyone supports not only the New Japan Pro Wrestling-centered events, uh, but also those of the All Japan variety of the Pro Wrestling Noah variety, Dragon Gate, anything else that might be running during Wrestle Kingdom week. This is the premier week for professional wrestling in Japan, and it is going to have worldwide influence. I can guarantee you that. So, uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 18 is happening. The next night after that, of course, is going to be New Year Dash. We know for a fact we'll be seeing the four-way to crown KOPW. Uh, there is opportunity for other championship yep. matches as well. Uh, nothing confirmed, of course, but it would not shock me to see a never six-man tag team championship matchup uh, with Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi challenging uh, or, or putting the titles on the line, of course. Uh, we're just going to have to find out. What happens? New Year Dash is always a great turning point uh, that also sets the tone, just like Wrestle Kingdom 18 will for the new year. Uh, you can find me, of course, on all social media at Velvet Voice WS. You see it on your screen now. Uh, but after Wrestle Kingdom concludes, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Velvet Voice WS, as soon as I get back to my hotel, I am actually going to be doing a. Uh, bit of a recap stream, a breakdown stream. I'll be five hours <laughs> done with the show, and uh, I will be incredibly tired and probably just want to sleep. But that means you're going to get uh, real raw authenticity, as you always do, out of me. Uh, and I'll probably be yelling and going crazy because it's going to be a great night. And I'm super fired up. I'm honored to be able to do this, uh, not only this interview with you, Scott, but also to be able to call Wrestle Kingdom for the very first time and many, many times going forward. Well, you said New Year's Dash the day following Mystery Vortex style. No one knows what's going on besides that KOPW title match. Maybe that's when we start to see uh, the, the, the pieces that Hiroshi Tanahashi as president starts to put together. That's always exciting, too. It was a year ago that Kazuchika Okada teamed with Kenny Omega in the main event of New Year's Dash. So it's definitely a show you're going to want to check out. Uh, Walker, thank you so much for coming on here. Wrestle Kingdom, January 4th, live from the Tokyo Dome. I believe the pre-show starts at 2.30 a.m. Eastern for those who want to stay up and witness a very special show. I know Stardom's Itian Stardom Gate Show starts at 11 p.m. Eastern on the 3rd. So if you want to kind of get the double dose there, that's what you got to do. Um, in terms of Fightful, we'll be back right after Wrestle Kingdom to review the show um, as of now. Now, if that changes, my bad. Uh, but as, that is the plan as of now, um, and it's looking like it's going to be one heck of a show. So for Walker, I'm Scott. Make sure to check out Wrestle Kingdom and all of Japanese pro wrestling during the two most packed weeks in their schedule until next time see ya
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.